0: Welcome to the podcast. Do you know who I am? I'm your host, Patty Lane. We'll talk about an inspiration. When Lori Brooks reached her 59th birthday, she had an epiphany. It involved reconnecting with nature.
1: I really uh, am attracted or feel great when I'm in nature. Period. There's something really magical that happens when you're at, when you're out there, you know, with nature, and nature's such a great healer.
0: And this San Diego woman can show us all a little something about living life to the fullest. Last year, she began a year-long mission. She calls it her 60-60 journey. She wanted to complete 60 hikes by the time she turned 60. And as her 60th birthday approaches, Lori's preparing for her final trek of her 60-60 journey with a four-day hike to the Rainbow Mountains of Peru but first she tells us about her goal, if it's been reached, and what's next. Let's get started.
1: Hello, my name is Lori Brooks, and I started a journey called the 60-60 journey. So it was uh, 60 hikes to my 60th birthday. In March 2016, I uh, went to Death Valley, to photograph the super bloom for a climate education group here in San Diego and during that time I decided to do a few hikes in and around Death Valley uh, specifically Golden Canyon and during during that time I I went up one of the tributaries uh, in the canyon just climbing up and I, I was completely out of breath thought I was gonna have a heart attack and when I came home, I went on another hike with a friend who's six years older than I, and we went up to Mount Woodson, and he had to partway drag me up the hill. So I want to say, like, the next week I I woke up with this epiphany. My 59th birthday was a few weeks away, and I decided that I needed to do something serious to set, set my life up for, you know, the next 10 years or the next 20 years uh, in, a, in a healthy way. So I came up with the 60-60 journey. It was a really simple idea of hiking my way to 60. I didn't want to just show up next year, which is now, and be 60.
0: I was reading in your blog a little bit that there were some, and if you, could, if you could talk a little bit about some of the emotional things that went on prior to this that kind of got you to the point of needing this also.
1: Right. So alongside of that, two things. Uh, my, my parents, who are in their early 80s, are in um, serious disrepair, and a lot of that goes along with that sed- very sedentary lifestyle, and not that that's me and still you know the hikes exposed that I had some work to do that I wasn't as fit as I thought it was time to not rest on my laurels and then the second part was in 2012 uh, a young man who uh, was like a son to me had had died uh, my son's best friend and I was still in in sort of the I didn't know I was in the last phase, if you will, of the grief cycle Um, that became clearer to me somewhere along last August, um, where I feel hiking actually contributed to that final phase of grief when his birthday rolled around and I was more in joy and, you know, of having known him versus how the last few years since 2012 when he died. His birthday felt, which was just immense sadness.
0: What was it about uh, being out in nature that helped you with that? Do you think?
1: Well, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't, it's not a conscious thing. I, like I said, you know, the whole journey was s- just such a simple idea of hiking my way to sixty, and then all of the things that have come out of that have been born out of this journey. I'm calling my unintended consequences of hiking, and they're all positive. Um, I've read, I think it's Stanford has a res uh, a research, uh, on the, uh, the healing aspects of foot to ground, you know, out in nature that it changes the way the synapses fire. And it, yeah, I know now for me that I've felt it both physically, uh, mentally, and spiritually.
0: When did you decide, uh, to do that first hike?
1: The the actual uh, beginning started on my birthday and I did Torrey Pines which is still my go-to hike here in San Diego because it's just so beautiful and I, I decided to do all the trails in Torrey Pines which is about nine miles. That was you know day one and so Torrey Pines Used to be a difficult hike, you know, to do the beach trail going from the beach and up would be, you know, a little huffing and puffing going on, and certainly that, you know, that was happening uh, that day. But a lot of the trails are are very achievable for for people. You know, there's even an an ADA trail there, an accessible wheelchair trail. You know, it's so long ago now; I, I don't remember f- maybe feeling overexerted or like I couldn't do anything the next day. But it definitely it supercharged me, actually. The next day I was already researching my next hike, you know, 60 hikes in a year. That's five a month, which I thought was was really going to be hard to do or a stretch uh, combined with work and and just getting out and not really knowing where to go. Did you decide that you would do them on weekends? Is that the time that you would hike because of, of work and that? Or? No, because my my work schedule. I'm uh I'm a you know I'm a creative. I'm I'm a photographer, writer, uh, and do marketing. And I can do it anytime. You know I don't I when I don't have appointments I could be out hiking. You know I I I have a very flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. So weekdays actually became uh, my go to time because of the crowds on trails. However I wanted to hike with other people and and really how it all started after my birthday hike. I put it out on Facebook, social media and asked for people to contribute to me what their favorite hike in San Diego was and to go on it with me. So I wanted this to be an inclusive uh, journey and San Diego County is rich, beautifully rich with hiking. I did by the fourth edition of the A Foot in a Field by Jerry Shad and that became you know it's it's been considered the hiking Bible of San Diego County so I would uh, dive into that book and, and when people would say oh let's go hike this I would go and look at it in the book and then I bought the all trails app which helped me navigate and track my uh, track all the hikes that I was doing Along the way, Lori says there were
0: many what she calls unintended consequences, all of them positive. Well, she's compiled
1: them on her website and tells
0: us one of them she really didn't expect.
1: You know, I had gone out and I would bought my hiking shoes and I bought my hiking pants. And, and then within, I don't know, a month or so, I thought, wow, these hiking pants they really have stretched out of shape and so I did some research I won't say the the maker the manufacturer of them um, and you know I read some things online where uh, people were disgruntled with yes they stretch out too much or whatever <laughs> but it wasn't one it wasn't until one day I'm walking uh, in my you know my go-to jeans to Costco and I'm literally holding them up with by one hand cause I don't you know have belts and I'm thinking, wow, these jeans have stretched out too. So I have zero clue that I'm actually losing weight. Because that wasn't something you set out to do originally. Not yeah. no. I had actually, uh, thanks to menopause, I had put on you know the 10, 15, and then it just keeps increasing, uh, gratuitous pounds. I couldn't believe it. I actually thought, well, I guess I, this is just what I'm I'm going to weigh. This is how things are going to be for me, and i gave up. so so here i am. i didn't think anything could actually re, you know reverse that. i was hiking a lot. yeah, i was going
0: to ask you how how often were you hiking at that point do you think?
1: well, i mean it started out slower than it is now. i i just started hiking a lot. Um, it became I, I i started to understand what runner's high meant, I'm not a runner. i know they they there's this craving or or something that i understood that they would get and that's what was happening i would come home completely trashed from a hike you know my feet my my whole body because i challenged myself (laughs) and then i'd be laying on my couch opening jerry shad's book looking for my next hike so i decided somewhere early on that this was my job for the next year and i would i would um you know manage my work clients and they started to taper off almost like the universe was saying no this is what you're supposed to do and I got okay with that and then I, I just said well you know after I turned 60 and come back from my epic hike which I threw out there you know the Rainbow Mountains in Peru I would deal with that next year so I started hiking three to four times a week what happened is in 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 August 2016, so that's four months—about four months, four in a bit um, into the journey—I hit my 60th hike. Um, at the, oh. <laughs> right, I know I'm an overachiever. I hit the 60th hike uh, with a, a band of what I would call my, you know, my closest friends and my family. My my oldest son was with me, and we we hiked. Uh, Talkwitz Peak, Mm -hmm. up to Tockwitz Peak in Idlewild. So as I'm coming down from the 60th hike, and I have seven months to go, well, I'm going to double the goal for sure. Mm -hmm. And before I publicly announced that, I decided I would actually triple my goal to 180 hikes because I wanted, again, here comes the marketing creative person. 180 degrees, love symbology, it's a 180 degree turnaround for my life. Physically, and that was already happening spiritually, mentally, yeah.
0: That's, it's so great that you had that mindset too to to change to this was your full-time job now and you would work the other stuff into it. That had to be, that had to have a, a psychological shift in you as well.
1: I just knew that this was what I was supposed to do. I was, I was given this gift, if you will, of um, the idea of hiking my way to 60, you know, it wasn't like I sat down and I was really thinking about it It was like I woke up and boom, you know, the idea was there and um, to go with it and see what would happen to see what what doors would open. Uh, I still don't know (laughs) what this is all about yet.
0: Has this been motivating to other friends and family members of yours?
1: That's hard for me. I am a big social media person. All my stuff now on Facebook uh, is about the journey. Y- you know, you know, you never know who's actually looking at your your posts. And once in a while, I'm I'm floored and humbled by um, s- someone who I don't even realize has has been watching. You know, the journey because there's a lot of people who yeah. who just watch. Who don't post? I'm a poster, and they they'll weigh in with you know I'm in, I'm inspiring and and it's that's a little weird for me because that's not that was not the intention at all. Uh, it's I I get that it's a subproduct of what's been going on, and I'm I'm super happy that people are are seeing what I've been doing as an inspiration for their, you know, for their own health, for their own life. And I did recently walk with uh, one of my really good friends, uh, daughter-in-law who took on her own 45 hikes to 45 journey because of, you know, mine, you Mm -hmm. know, like as if they're, you know, people are modeling something um, from, from what I created. And at the same time, I'm, I'm happy that people see it, see me that way. But that's, that's not my, that's not my, um, that wasn't my purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, my purpose was for myself and, um, uh, to do better for myself. I don't feel the age that you know, that I'm assigned <laughs> chronologically. I st- even this morning I was showering and going. I still feel 18. Yeah. <laughs> yes, does my shoulder hurt a little bit from you know that spill I took you know last weekend? But I don't assign that to age. Mm-hmm. I, I never have. I, it's just a it's just a, a mental thing. I think that you know when we do that when we when we prescribe ourselves to. Uh, any age has to look a certain way or, you know, you can't do this because you're this age or you can't wear that because you're that age, you can't have long hair. You know, I I am the rebel on against all those things. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't, I don't live it. So I, you know, I have those days, I look in the mirror and I, I, you know, if we want, we can all zoom in on, you know, the crow's feet or the turkey neck or whatever, or you can, Do what the men do. They look in the mirror and they go, woohoo, you're looking good. (laughs) So it is, it's about, yeah, Mm -hmm. do I have a bunch of gray in my hair? Yeah, I like it. It allows me to just go do more hiking. Mm -hmm.
0: While heading toward her goal of 180 hikes, Lori found some
1: challenging moments along the trail. So there's, I think there's been three times where I've cried on a trail. And um, the first time was, so the, the big one in town is El Cajon Mountain. They call it El Cap. And it's, it's like the touted um, to-do bucket list here in San Diego. So I, I hiked that by myself, which was not exactly the best idea. I don't remember what hike number that was, but it was somewhat early on, pretty overachievery of me. And I ended up, uh, they now have it marked pretty well to get to the summit, but last year you can get really lost up there with the boulders. So I did, I was so happy I found the summit and that I made it. But when I was coming back down off of it, I lost myself a bit on the trail. And luckily there was a guy up there and, and he helped me get back on the trail. But it becomes very psychological when uh, when something like that goes a little bit wrong, at least for me. And so that was a really, and that was really, really tough coming down. Because it's not down, it's down up, down up, down up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was alone and uh, so that was, a, that, that was a, like a, a challenging achievement moment and then also a, a crying moment where I'm like, what am I doing? Um, I did a 20 mile way ahead of my feet's time. I did a 20 mile hike with uh, a, an ultra marathoner friend. Never go hiking with your ultra-marathoner friend in the very beginning. And it was a really a, a really hot day out in Laguna. It was the uh, Noble Canyon Trail, and we did an an out and back halfway, so that's twenty miles. And I ran out of water after, uh, with seven miles to go. So, big lesson learned, you know, in this journey, and. Lots and lots of great life lessons out of that. So that was a that was a tough day, (laughs) really tough day. And so this weekend when I was doing my snow camp with the Wilderness Basics course and um, Sierra Club sponsored course, I fell into the snow with a 40 pound pack on my back, um, both left leg, left arm, you know, felt felt um dumb for for lack of a better word i was i was the first one to fall and then people other people fell after me but it was you know it's just frustrating and you know it makes me think oh my god i'm I'm gonna go hike the rainbow mountains in peru how can i do that if i can't even do this right so it's just the weird mental uh conversations that happen when we trip and fall (laughs) yeah Oh, okay. And so probably the, one of the hardest hikes that I did was Mount Baldy and I was, I was going after the six pack a peak challenge. So there's six peaks that was created by, um, he's called the SoCal hiker, Jeff Hester. And it was in preparation for Mount Whitney for him. And then he started this challenge and, and I learned about that through my two girlfriends who were hiking the John Muir trail last August. So I started doing that as well, just you know, upping my game. So on Mount Baldy, t- it was just tough to hike straight up a, a, ski, a ski run. And I cried up that, that, whole, <laughs> that whole ski run. Uh, and then I cried again when I finally summited Baldy. But that was a joyful cry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I did this. And then uh, on the way down, I actually sprained my uh, right ankle. I rolled it on a rock.
0: After her ankle healed, Laurie was back at it, taking on the backcountry of the Eastern Sierras at Kearsarge Pass, summiting its peak.
1: I went over Kearsarge Pass, which in and of itself is a big deal. It's Mm -hmm. almost 12,000 feet, and to camp out in the wilderness and backpack, and that was last August. Yeah, I cried at the top of Kearsarge, and that was just about, beauty just exploding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wilderness, is something, yeah.
0: Did you have any idea it would be like that when you saw some of these places that you've gone?
1: You know, you you can see photographs, but until you're there, you just can't really get behind that. And then it's it's that physical perseverance that you're under and, and really pushing your body to go and, and do things and sometimes wondering, why am I doing this? and Oh, I don't think I can do this, you know, as you're just doing one step, one foot in front of the other. So uh, none of this was intended, you know, I, I was just going to do some hikes, 60 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my second pair of Keens. They are my, they are, have been my hiking buddy. And um, I got my second pair last November because I had put 750 miles on the first pair. So, it's a total of 1,075 miles, and I'm at 174 hikes. So, that there's six to go. I will have four in Peru to get me to the Rainbow Mountain. So, I have two left that I can distribute between now and March 30th to not do them because I'm, you know, gone. So
0: tell me about the last hike that you're going to be doing in Peru.
1: Yeah. So, uh, if I can backtrack just a little bit, mm-hmm so a year ago february a girlfriend of mine sent me this blog and but she said you really because i'm a photographer Mm -hmm. and this was like a stunning place that i'd never heard of and she said you need to go photograph this and it was the rainbow mountains in peru and i saw that first picture and fell in love and again this was before the 6060 journey was Mm -hmm. born so you know i i went and read the, the the blog and it sounded amazing and it was these people who had uh, found a Peruvian guide to trek them out to find the Rainbow Mountains. This is only say 2015 is when they did it, October 2015. Mm-hmm. So the Rainbow Mountains are something that of up and coming because it's it's not a there's not necessarily a trail. So when the, the 6060 journey was born, of course, I said out loud, oh, and I'm going to end my my epic journey somewhere like the Rainbow Mountains in Peru. So I, I contacted uh, the people who wrote that blog. And then synchronistically, I met a man here in San Diego who's from Cusco, Peru, who has his own expedition company that does the Rainbow Mountains and Machu Picchu and all of that. And we met. He was tangible. You know, I could sit down and, and talk with him. And he actually uh, created the date specific so that I could actually ascend uh, the Rainbow Mountains on my birthday.
0: That's what wow. <laughs> right. How does how does that work out? Like Yeah. That is well, amazing. you just ask apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, you put it out there that that's where you were going to end. So.
1: Yeah, nothing kicked it out of place, so I met with him and we got the whole thing going, so it's a four-day trek. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you go through things that look a lot like our Eastern Sierras. I should know all the numbers, but I don't. I I just know. I I know where I'm going to end. I know what I'm going to walk by. I'm going to be traversing through beautiful private land you know owned by i don't know how how that actually works in peru but you know peruvian people's homes and their farmlands and there'll be llamas and alpacas and beautiful mountain ranges and pristine um, alpine lakes and and then we end up at this amazing geological I don't know magical mountain range called the Rainbow Mountains, so it's striated and different colors, and it you know looks like rainbow, and um, so yeah, I and then I I put that out there to my close hiking friends and family because it's it's you know it's not for everyone. Um, <laughs> ten miles a day over four you know for four days, ten miles each day, and we'll be starting around 13,000 feet, Mm -hmm. which is a thousand feet higher than I've even done. And our highest pass will be 17,000 feet. So it's a pretty aggressive uh, journey to sign up for. So who signed up for it? Uh, My son, my eldest son, Randy, and his husband, Paul. So they're going with you? Yeah, so it'll be the three of us. So we're we're having this very private (laughs) escorted journey my 60th birthday yeah. Are you going
0: to have some kind of ceremony or something up there when you get to the top and you're on your birthday?
1: I'm sure I'll do something I mean I really I haven't thought about it because I've you know I just completed the Wilderness Basics Mm -hmm. course and I just put away that backpack and now I'm just starting to get Mm -hmm. my head around the new purple backpack I bought because now I need one that's this size Mm -hmm. you know now I have three backpacks I mean how did that happen last year I had none. So how do you imagine that that
0: morning will be, though, when you are on top of that, looking out at the Rainbow Mountains on your birthday, knowing all that you have accomplished? And I know it's hard to wrap your head around it now, yeah. but
1: I'm sure for me. So if people like if I have a trip plan and, and it's months away and someone says, aren't you excited? It's like, no, I'm not excited till I, I'm on the plane. Hmm. So until I'm I'm actually on on the top I'm I'm more I think in like I'm an in the moment person. I don't want to put any expectations on uh, what that will be like, uh, what it will look like, because all sorts of things you know can happen variables. Whether I just know it, it is going to be about the the accomplishment right then more than anything else, and to just stay present with that and then. I don't know what will happen up there for, for people that, you know, that hear
0: this and hear what you're doing and maybe get a little motivated from it, but, but don't hike or don't have an age that they're looking at, but just are just, you know, struck by what you're doing. What, I guess maybe not what would your message be, but what would you say to people about, you know, just kind of getting out there and doing something?
1: Well, two things. One is it's just about putting yourself in motion. So motion, um, I, I've I've heard this from a friend of mine who has a personal trainer who says motion is medicine. Motion is medicine, and it's so true. So whether you're uh, you know doing a walk on the street or you know hiking like like a crazy woman like me, uh, or if the hiking's not your thing, it's something else. It's really about just going out and 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 moving. You know, mm-hmm. making the time and and moving.
0: Yeah, because some people would say, too, they don't have the time to do it. You found the time.
1: Well, I yeah, I made you, the, you found a little more than I probably made, most know, people would yeah. do, but... Yeah, people go, what are, what are you doing? How are you getting to do that? It's like, it's a choice. I made a choice. Um, fork in the road. Yep, I made that choice. And, and, you know, it's been all great consequences. You know, where will it go from here? I don't know. I, I also am not worrying about it for the most part. <laughs> I don't know, really it's a, you know, it's a gift to yourself. It's been a gift to myself. Um, I feel, I feel really, really good. I feel physically better than I can, you know, really remember in terms of, um, you know, my body composition and I, you know, I've done, I've done some amazing hikes. I did uh, rock climbing, you know, with ropes and rappelling That's, I don't think that's really going to be my thing, but I have found maybe my next venture is going to be about free climbing or uh, rock scrambling. I love that so much. Like I feel really grounded and good at it. Um, My agility Mm -hmm. has gotten really good. My balance, um, upper body strength, you know, became Mm -hmm. important for me around that. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't know how long we all have on this planet. For sure. I I know that. Jeff. Our, you know, our friend who died, he was 37. So we're all, you know, we're all here on borrowed time. And if I am going to be here, then I want to be here, I want to be here healthy. You know, I want to go forward in a healthy way, however long that is. And then for me, I really uh, am attracted or feel great when I'm in nature, period. It's the best medicine out there. It's fine, you know, to be in sanctuary, you know, your four walls, but there's something really magical that happens when you're at, when you're out there, you know, with nature, and nature's such a great healer. Um, she expects nothing from you, and is always giving, right? And and all we have to do is go out into it and receive.
0: As we record this podcast, Lori Brooks is getting ready to head to Peru to hike to the Rainbow Mountains, which will mark her 60th birthday, and what will be her 180th hike in a year. That's right, 180 hikes in a year. Well, In the last year, her hiking has taken her to 10 national parks, 4 national monuments, 5 states, and New Zealand, and don't forget Peru after she gets back from her final trek in the 60-60 journey. We'll get an update from her when she returns. You can follow Lori's 6060 journey on Instagram, at Lori Brooks. That's L-O-R-I-B-R-O-O-K-E-S. And also on her website, AmusingTraveler.com. And traveler is spelled with two L's. We appreciate your support for our podcast and hope you subscribe. That's how you get our newest stories. And if you have a few moments, please review us on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Do You Know Who I Am? And remember... Everyone has a story to tell. Until next time, I'm Patty Lane.